You are listening to Mining Stock Education, where you'll learn from the top leaders in the natural resource sector and uncover quality mining investment opportunities. I'm Bill Powers. It's Mining Stock Education. And in today's show, we're getting an update from our sponsor, Trillion Energy, and its CEO, Art Halloran. Art, welcome back onto the show. You're five for five on the wells drilled and producing. Please give us an update on the newest production results from well number five. Yeah, it's great to be back, and um, I'm happy to give you the results. So Bahanli uh, 2 was the well we just drilled, so that's number five, and it, it tested about 12 million cubic feet per day, and we put it on production at eight, and that's the production I it averaged for the last the first uh, week, actually, of uh, it being on, and we perforated 20 meters uh, in that well. We're, we went to perforating one, one zone, like five meters, and now we're perforating many zones because we realize we have to compete with the volume so we don't back out other production. Okay. And this is your highest producing well to date? It, it is. It, it's about the same as Gulich when Gulich was on. So it, it was about the same. But we, uh, we've only perforated 5 meters and it was 2,000 PSI in Gulich. Whereas this one we perforated 20 meters and it was about 1,400 PSI. So... We're trying to, you know, have a larger volume at a lower pressure to compete with the higher pressure wells. And how many days are you into well number six? So well number six, we already have the surface casing, well, the conductor pipe in. We're probably about 450 meters right now. So we're on day number four. Okay. And how much does each well drill cost? I saw there's some discussion of this online. Yeah, so each well depends. So this one here was probably in the order of 11, maybe 12 million. A longer reach, the longest one might be 12, 13 million. A sidetrack can be 8 to 9 million. So at $14 per MCF, which is where we're at, what's your payback? How quickly do you make that money back? So at, at the high cost it is right now, the payback is now probably 12 months to maybe... 14 months when we had the higher price the payback was like four months right it's still pretty good because an economic cutoff is three years and these are well under two years like i said it's probably uh, 18 months something like that so as a producer obviously you're a price taker not a price maker yeah the henry hub price is super low i had someone on the show recently where they said nat gas is going to be a great trade over the next year to two years what do you foresee with the price that you're receiving, Art? Because this obviously affects the economics of the company. Yeah, so this is the third month that we get the same price. It's $14.14 US, that's BOTAS. And then just in the last couple of days, um, the price of the European gas has gone up about 40%. So they're starting to see that there is going to be a squeeze and the futures are starting to uh, ramp up in price. So I, I truly believe that we're not going to see 14 to $11. We're going to see 14 to 18 to $19 in that range. And that'd be sustained over a two to three year period, you project? No, I, I, I'm looking at one year at a time, right? And it's because there's no way you can predict the price of gas. Really, you can't predict it past four or five months because they just said it was supposed to be going down. And then the last couple of days, it, it went up. So I, I see it probably 14 to $18 for this year. 
uh, the winter of 2023 uh, you know, and beginning of 2024. And after that, you're probably in 12 to $11 range. Okay. So you are the 49% partner. TPAO, which is the essentially the Turkish government, is uh, who you JV this with. When you have all the upfront expenditure on a well, a uh, question came in, how quickly are you going to receive back the 51% paid back to you so that your balance sheet looks better? So what happens is we drill the wells and then we TD the wells, we case it, we go in and we set the packer. And the minute we set the packer, we then do a cash call and they have 10 days to pay, but they usually pay within five or six days. Okay. So that brings us to your financials. Your quarterlies came out recently. Uh, what did that look like? And also a question came in about, are you going to do a more more financing because there was a financing that was referenced in the quarterlies? When you want to be a transparent company and you want to be full disclosure, you have to disclose things that don't actually make you feel good. So what happens is, you know, when, they, when we do the financials, it's kind of like a snapshot. And so after the the quarter was done, if we <clears throat> carried things on exactly the way we did, so the price of gas is going down, the drilling costs are going up, we were backing out some of our production, so we weren't getting the production per month that we um, anticipated. We would not, we do not generate enough cash to be uh, self-funded, right? It doesn't mean that we can't correct it. It just means that when you're standing at that point and you see everything like that, you say, okay, um, to do your program that you want to do, you have to do another raise, right? So we are trying to get around that now by perforating Akachoka 3 in more zones, perforating West Akachoka um, to mitigate some of the, the backing out um, costs. We also, when we did the financials, we are using $11 uh, MCF gas. Well, we now got 14 So it doesn't mean we're going to do another financing and it doesn't mean we're going to do an, an equity raise. Like, you know me, there's no way I would be a champion for doing an equity raise at this low price. You know, if if we have to do a debt financing, we can or something like that. But what I'm trying to say is that I am the last person that want to say I need to do some financing. But when we did the audit, not the audit, um, the quarter, the conversation is, there's no way we can continue drilling the program we intended without doing at exactly the same way we're doing it without getting um, more money, right? And we'll know now, we'll, we'll know that after we perforate these other wells and when we start doing the other quarter, um, how, the likelihood of doing or having to do another raise. Okay, thank you for that answer. Uh, last week, you traded 33 million shares in one session. Um, and I... Yeah. Talked to my friend, Kerry Lutz on the Financial Survival Network, who also is an investor and you go on his show. And um, <clears throat> we said amongst ourselves, like, I just don't even know what to understand. I don't even know how to interpret that. You've had like 26 million share days. Art, explain to me what happened when you're trading 33 million shares on a given day. Yeah, you know, when I talk to some people and I say, and they say, what's going on with your shares? And I say, I don't know. They say, what kind of CEO are you that you don't know what's going on with your own shares? If you don't know, nobody else does. So I hired some financial people, and they don't know. So it's definitely some some groups, this is my, impression, my interpretation, 
So in a 33 million day, you have to have, not only do you have to have sellers, you have to have buyers. Because if you sell 33 million a day, you're going to knock the price down unless you have buyers. So some of the financial people I, I, I hired said they have um, indications or they hear rumors that it's the same group that's selling you know, at the high price. So it's, it starts off at 35 cents and then it goes down to 28 and they, they buy as it goes down. And then some um, institutional people come in or something like that and prop and buy and the price goes back up to exactly where it was before. But the first group made a few pennies. So it's like share flipping. Because when you sit there and you say the day before I traded a 900,000 or I traded 1.6 million and then somebody decides, oh, I'm going to sell 33 million shares today. You know, there has to be some kind of avenue to make money or they wouldn't do it, right? The one thing that is positive about it is that when you get a day like that, everybody says, who is that company? Like, oh, they're trading 33 million shares a day. And also, when you look at the price that we ended up with, it was almost the same price as when we started. And we turned over 33 million shares. So that's showing you that there is interest and there are a lot of people in this company as investors. When it comes to a dividend, a question came in, how soon might TCF, that's the ticker symbol for Trillion, issue a dividend? Um, yeah, so that's one of the things that I've always said that if the company builds to a certain size and you have a certain um, production and you know that you know finding a, a 100 BCF or a 500 BCF field is not really going to move the share value and you, you start losing a certain percentage of the shareholders, you pay a dividend. I would not I would not see a dividend being paid for at least I would say a year and a half in that in that point because I have enough locations and enough um, other things that we're doing which will be news released later on to pretty well use up the the revenue we're going to be getting um, you know to um, increase the, the you know the company's value through growth on oil and gas right? And that's another thing too. When I step back about mentioning about the equity raise, and it's not the equity raise, but it's um, um, some some kind of capital, is that it's only really a short window that we have an issue, right? It's only a short window, of one or two months. After that that window, we generate enough revenue, right? So it's only that short window. But when you look at that short window, the auditor, not the auditor, the accountants will say. Um, you're going to have to raise some money to close that window one way or another, right? Unless, like I said earlier, we find a way to increase the production in the wells or the price of gas goes up or some avenue in that in that line. Art, can you give us an update on your exploration plans? Uh, have you acquired any new blocks? Uh, what is the status here? We are looking at, at other blocks. They aren't necessarily in the water. Because when we look at the issues we have with the water, it's like there's only a few rigs. It's very expensive. we got to have infrastructure. So we're looking onshore in Turkey. We have two projects that are fairly a long ways down the conveyor belt or the road to making a decision on it. And one, we have decided we will we will pick it up. And it will be a um, probably in, maybe in August or in that timing, we'll do the application. The other ones are people are trying to get us to farm into their property. So we're looking at a big range of those. And it's both oil and gas. 
Oil and gas. Okay. So then it's not necessarily, yeah. as we've talked in the past, the same source rocks that had produced uh, the huge discoveries about 100 miles north of you in the Black Sea. We're talking about different source rocks, I assume, with some of these projects. Yeah. So those ones we are continuing. Like we're, we're continuing with those because we have on SCSB and we have off SCSB. So those are, we're, we're redoing the seismic, as you know. So we're continuing continuing with those. But we're also trying to find um, stuff onshore because it's two and a half million dollars to drill a well. We have a selection of ten rigs that we want. It's not, you know, thirteen million dollars a well, and we only have one rig to choose from. It's a short tie-in on on land, you know, very inexpensive versus a subsea pipeline. So we are still looking at um, the SESB area, but we're also looking in Turkey and other areas. The recent election outcomes in Turkey, any impact on what you're doing in Turkey? No, none at all. Okay. It's just business as usual. All right. And then Research Capital Corp has covered your stock. They last issued a buy rating at $1.35 Canadian. Uh, any commentary on that? Have they changed that um, projection since we last chatted? Yeah, I believe they went down to a dollar. So I think that's the last the last analysis they did, and that is taken into account that um, you know we have um, the debenture we took the extra capital and stuff like that. So they they have now put it to about a dollar um, per share, and the only disappointing thing for me is that I don't know why people would sell the shares at thirty six cents or twenty eight cents or. You know, in that price, I mean, that's sub a dollar. I, you know, I, I believe the shares are worth a lot more than that. Excellent. So in terms of news flow, we got the sixth well. We should look for that. And then possibly some acquisition announcements. Uh, do I have that correct? Yeah, that's correct. It'll be expiration type, um, you know, prospects we'll be picking up. Either we'll be, we'll be doing both. We'll do it at 100% um, solo. And also we will be... Uh, looking at farmins to um, to really really good prospects, and the reason is we really have a good reputation now in in Turkey, and you have cash flow, which uh, makes things nicer too. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, you've been listening to Art Halloran. He's the CEO of Trillion Energy. Website is trillionenergy.com. Ticker symbol TCF in Canada and T R L E F in the states. Art, thank you for this update. Yeah. Thanks for allowing me to chat. Thank you for listening to Mining Stock Education. Please subscribe and share this show with like-minded investors. Connect with us at miningstockeducation.com and sign up for our email list to stay in touch. Much success to you as you learn about, invest in, and profit from mining stocks. The mining business is one that generates gigantic wealth. You know, a good drill hole that converts might cost fifty dollars or $100,000, and it might discover something worth a couple billion. There is no sector that I know of that has offered up as many predictable circumstances uh, where there was the possibility, certainly not the certainty, but the possibility of 10-for-1 returns as there is in small-cap and micro-cap mining stocks. Concomitant with that, if you don't do the work, or even if you do do the work and don't discipline yourself on the sell side, there are very few places in the world where you can lose as much money as quickly as in mining stocks too. 
I just started to study up on mining stocks and I just became fascinated because this is such a tiny sector and it's so volatile that either you could really you could do really really well or you could pretty much get blown out of the water really quickly. The mining sector is a very risky sector. It can take your money very, very quickly. Don't fall in love with stocks. Don't be overly confident. And just do your work as best you can. Do your very best. But don't fall in love and don't get too overly confident because um, that's a recipe for disaster. I have met you know, professional retail investors that have made a tremendous amount of money on the junior mining space. Some of them aren't accredited, and they just they spend their days researching, talking to people, being on the phone, being pouring through financial documents. But it requires commitment. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be considered personal legal or investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell securities or any other product. We make every effort to be accurate, but the information presented is not to be considered infallible. It may contain errors and we offer no inferred or explicit warranty. If personal advice is needed, consult a qualified legal, tax, or investment professional. Do not base any investment decision on the information contained on miningstockeducation.com, our podcasts, or videos. Make sure you always conduct your own thorough due diligence before investing. Realize that we may hold equity positions in or be compensated by some of the companies we feature and therefore are biased and hold an obvious conflict of interest. For our full disclaimer, please visit our website.